Welcome to the House Slinger Podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Kroll, and here's where you get the down and dirty Mississippi mud curl Jessup. You can't handle the truth about today's real estate market. So let's get started. party people it is march 9th and it is a gloomy day here in the bay area we're expecting and i think our fourth atmospheric river i don't even know what that is we didn't used to have those and now all of a sudden we have them all the time uh and it we're not supposed to see the sun again until this time next week so <sighs> buckle up kittens this is gonna be a rough one uh, speaking about rough ones, um, what's happening in real estate right now? It's a little rough right now. And uh, part of the problem is we've got some unrealistic expectations in the market, and they're kind of driven by people spending too much time in the media and thinking that that's the truth. Um, and what I always say is the point of the media is to sell soap bubbles. Their job is to get you to tune in so that you are watching, so that their Nielsen ratings are up, so that they can sell you Chuck E. Cheese pizza and Domino's and Mickey D's and everything else because that's their business model. It has nothing to do with telling you the truth and you will not hear the truth on the news. About 15 years ago, I was sitting in uh, a seminar put on by Brian Buffini, and he said, turn off your cable. And I thought that was pretty bold at the time. I thought, turn off my cable. He said, there's nothing that's going to happen in the news that's important that you won't hear from some other source. And I thought about it, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to turn it off and see what happens. Well, that was 15 years ago, and believe it or not, he was right. If anything big happens... I hear about it. So, you know, I know who was elected. I know what's going on. And from there, what I did was I looked for some trusted news sources that didn't have an agenda, that wasn't giving me opinionated, where I was just getting facts. And what I found was I wasn't wound up anymore because the job of the media is to wind you up so that you'll come back because you need those endorphins that they're giving you. That's their job. You get those endorphins, you come back and you watch the nightly news again tomorrow night and they sell you more Mickey D's and more Budweiser and more whatever, right? And their Nielsen ratings stay up and they, they win. And you know what? You're pretty angry after you watch the news. I mean, after all, you're seeing some guy ripping off some old lady and you're then you're seeing a family being murdered and then it just goes on and on and on. And of course, the more there's in the news, the more people do crazy things. Now, there's always been horrific crimes. We just haven't heard about them like we do right now. But this is what their job is. Their job is to sell you advertising time. It's like your eyeballs on their advertising. 
And their way to get you to come in is to get you wrapped around the axle over stuff that just doesn't matter. So, I'm going to ask you, everybody, to opt out and start looking for better sources of news. Speaking of a great source of information, uh, Keller Williams Family Reunion, which is our annual conference, happened last month. Gary always says, Gary Keller always says something really bold and everybody gets all up in arms about whatever he said. And what he said this time was, stop looking for 3% interest rates because you're never going to see them again. I thought, what? And then I started thinking about it. And the reason we had those 3% interest rates was because the federal government was doing quantitative easing. That is, they were buying mortgage-backed securities to force down the interest rates on homes. And what that did was it increased affordability for a lot of people. But that affordability turned into appreciation and we're kind of back where we started because the prices have been driven up so much. So the appreciation was caused by these 3% interest rates, which were caused by the federal government getting involved and doing quantitative easing. And what, what was the end result of the whole thing? 7.1% inflation. That's what it caused. So what are the chances of the federal government coming back and creating 7.1% inflation again by dropping the interest rates to 3%? The answer is zero. They're not going to do that again. They did it. It didn't work. I mean, it did work, but then it didn't. And then uh, why? Why would, you keep, why would you keep doing that? So 3% we're never going to see again. Will interest rates hit 14? No, they're not going to hit 14. They would hit 14 because of really catastrophic things happening in the economic sector. And whether you like this administration or not, the thing is he has experience in this sort of stuff and they will manage it to make sure that does not occur. Now, what stops the appreciation because it's like now we're at critical mass and you know people that used to be able to afford 1.2 million can only afford a million now people that can afford a million a year ago can only afford 800,000 now because of the change in the interest rates so what stops this well you know we're in a bubble that's what people tell you all the time we're in a bubble okay what I say about bubbles is that a bubble is kind of like an aneurysm. I look at it the same way. An aneurysm is a fundamental flaw in your blood vessel and a bubble gets created. And if that bubble bursts, you have a catastrophic health crisis. So, but it's caused by a fundamental flaw in that blood vessel. That's what caused it. So, for them to be a bubble in the real estate market, there has to be a fundamental flaw in it. Now, the fundamental flaw in 2007, 2008, 2009 was the fact that 
all you had to do was fog a mirror to get a mortgage. And in some cases, you didn't really need to fog it that much. Uh, and that was not a great way to do business. Uh, people were lying on the loan apps, or maybe they weren't lying. They were telling the truth to the loan officer, and the loan officer was lying on the loan app, getting them in a teaser rate of 1% that jumped up to whatever LIBOR plus 1 was. And of course, when the interest rates went up, LIBOR plus 1 was a heck of a lot more than 1%. So they qualified them based on the 1%. But then when it jumped, they couldn't make the payments anymore. And maybe they pulled money out and bought an Escalade or boat or RV or all three. A lot of people did all of that. And, you know, when the interest rates jumped and they couldn't make that house payment anymore and then throw into the mix that gas spiked to $5 a gallon back then, now you've got real pressure and you have that flaw in the market where the people who got the mortgages couldn't afford them. They were poorly qualified. Do we have that flaw in the market no, now? No. Dodd-Frank helped that a lot. And while it's a pain in the ass, it's a good way. Now, the secondary thing is, what creates a bubble in the market? What would cause a housing crash? There are two things that would cause that. High inventory and distressed sellers. Now, do we have distressed sellers in the market right now? No, we don't. Do we have high inventory in the market right now? No, we have painfully low inventory. I have a very well-qualified buyer right now who doesn't want that much. She wants something pretty simple. She wants some privacy and she wants a little three, two house. Uh, that's all she wants. She's super well qualified. I can't find it for her. I can't find that. And, it, and at her price point, there should be 15 choices for her right now. And that's how tight the inventory is right now. So we do not have high inventory. That's a huge problem. And when you have super low inventory like we do, what that does is create multiple offers because at some point on every house, there's somebody that's been looking for six months to a year that are like, screw it. I don't care. I want this damn house. And that's what happens. And that's really what's driving this market right now is there are people out there that are like, I can't do this anymore. I just want a house. Why do people want houses? The security. Uh, one of the other things they talked about was um, starting the clock. Um, and what they found now, Gary Keller does a lot of um, support for, to the point that it's called the Keller Center for Research at Baylor University. And they do a lot of real estate research. And what they found was historically, that it was better to rent for the first year. And it was actually better to rent for the second year. By the third year, you're at a break even. By the fourth year, you are now creating more wealth than a renter. By the 11th year, you've created something like $236,000, and this is on a national basis, worth of wealth, whereas a renter who was investing 10% of their income every month 
was coming in around 94,000. So almost two and a half times more wealth over a 10 year period. But you gotta start the clock. And that's the biggie, you have to start the clock. So if you'd like that chart, just hit me up, uh, info at thehouselinger.com and I'll fire that over to you. It's a great piece of information. Which gets us back to one of my favorite lines, which is from uh, Boiler Room. Uh, when he's talking about, in the beginning, he's doing the monologue and he's talking about the secretaries at Microsoft making a million year, a year and all this kind of stuff. And what he says is, I just wanted in. And that's what you want. You just want in. You got to get into this market. You got to start the clock for you. And, you know, maybe... Right now, you're just looking at a stepping stone house. That's okay. I've owned two stepping stone houses. I have a great house now that I love living here. But I had two stepping stone houses before it. And they were great houses, and I made a tremendous amount of money on both of those uh, by being strategic in my remodels and strategic in my marketing on them. So... I'm in my third house now. I started with $16,000. Uh, probably got a million dollars worth of house that I'm sitting on now. But I start with $16,000. But the thing is, you just need to start. You just want in. Now, what would cause higher inventory? That's a good question because it's like, I don't have a great answer for that. And the problem is because we have not been building enough houses, enough units in the state of California to meet the demand of just the housing formations. Our housing formations here in the state of California have exceeded our units built year after year after year for the past 10, 12 years, something like that. On top of that, People will tell you, well, everybody's leaving California. Actually, there are a lot of people leaving California, more than usual, but that number still isn't enough to offset the housing formations and the people who are coming back to California. And that's the thing. People are getting to these other places and going, hurricanes suck, or tornadoes suck, or... People aren't nice here like I thought they were. You, you just, you know, the weather sucks here. And they want to come back to nice, mild, climated California, except for this week where we have an atmospheric river. So the numbers aren't there to support a super high inventory coming in this market. So what's the solution to this? I think one of the big solutions is we have to do something about our impact fees that we're charging our builders. And we got to mitigate that a little bit and leave them a little bit room to make it attractive for them to build. Because right now we need the houses more than we need the impact fees. Because the houses will be paying higher rate of taxes, which is what the impact fees really are. So let's get these houses into production, move the impact fees as a mellow roost or something like that, and get these units moving and get this state going because that's what we need to solve. We, as business, 
we have the jobs here. Our, our unemployment rate, we're still showing, as a country, we're showing full employment. And the Bay Area is even higher than that. And I think it was 4.1 last week. And I think the uh, nationally, which is considered full employment. And I think it's even lower here in the Bay Area. So we need to make the environment more friendly towards the builders so that we can get the houses built. And that's it in a nutshell at this point. Without more inventory, this is going to keep going the way it's going. It's not going to stop. It's not going to get better. It's just going to be. So that just about wraps up what I got to say today. Hopefully I'll be back next week. That's the plan. I was kind of working in between my neighbors having a tree cut down. And I didn't want you guys to have to listen to it. I don't think you did. So uh, we will swing around next week and see what's coming out. The jobs report is due tomorrow, so it should be interesting. 